that motherfucking jab, bro. We we said that shit was gonna be a problem, but that's all that art of war, baby. Deception. That deception, man. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that the person that he just made it look like easy work. Beat was that. The, form, the former champ. Unified, yeah, former unified champ. Wow. There ain't much to say. Only question I really got is, do you think that stoppage was early on that main event? What's good, you dirty motherfuckers and motherfuckettes? What's cracking with you, man? This is another episode of the Totally Blitz Fight Recap. You bit, you, 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 young gentlemen, motherfucking, and I'm out here. We got nothing. We got shots, smoke, and we got some motherfucking heat today. There was nothing but straight fades this weekend. You already know who I be. I'm your boy, Lil KK, aka the Don Pye, aka the People's Champion. And you're right. No, I'm here with. What's going on, y'all boys? It's PC, man. Oh, that boy. What's going on, y'all boys? Sorry to cut you off, Marcus. My song was playing in the background. You're funny as hell, kid. I was wondering why you had me introduce that shit. It's your boys, uh, Paul Pickham Winham. I had the Rocky music as boxing was lit, and we talking all the fading today. Yeah, that's tough, man. Undisputed. That boy. Shit, yeah, I told Marcus, instead of, like, fuck all the structure and all that shit today. Let's just kick back. Let's just talk this fading shit real, real relaxed like today. Devin Haney, undisputed. 20, how old is that boy? 23, right? 24. 20, yeah. yeah. 20, 24. Some shit like that. That motherfucking jab, bro. We, we said that shit was going to be a problem. I ain't going to hold Kev. I know the only reason he picked Cambosa was just because he wanted to, to have someone else on the other side. So I can't even yeah. gloat. You know who, who was going. Nah, I'm not going to just say I picked just to be on the other side. I also felt like Cambosa's had a good um, shot and chance to win. I just felt like once I seen his strategy, I was like, "Oh, you didn't come. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't. Y'all didn't really put. Y'all really didn't do the research, thinking understand who he was for real. Because like then it wasn't a it wasn't a slobber knocker. It wasn't like like Cambosi said in the post fight interview. He didn't go to war, and it was still a good fight. But that's just how Devin fights. He's a very defensive, smart fighter. He's gonna last very long in this in this game because he does that. So like." The fact that the fight went that way, the fact that he didn't come out aggressive, didn't push the pace as if like he did with Tiafimo and didn't start off coming, just throwing, throwing to getting Devin uncomfortable, really showed us like, oh, okay, your strategy wasn't going to work. If you had came with a different strategy, I'd have been like, hey, man, I'm rocking with Brett, like, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not just going to say I picked just to, just to make things interesting because it was interesting to make things interesting. But I also thought Kim Bosa's had a chance. Shit, after the first couple uh, rounds, I thought that chance was out the window. Just the, 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 <laughs> you could read the room. Like you just saw like this jab was keeping him at bay. And there was just nothing that he was doing to even close the distance or even sway the momentum of the fight into his favor or even like this, it, it change anything. 
Right. I wasn't expecting it. Like, to, I mean, I, I kind of expected a clean sweep, but man, damn, he made that shit look easy, bro. Like, just really, Haney didn't really have to put too much effort into it. All he had to do was really just work that jab and not let him land that over right hand that Kimbosa loves to throw. Then he was straight, and he's seen it every time. Kimbosa would load up that right hand, try to come over top with it, and Haney would see it all day. But, man, Haney made that shit look like easy work. Nah, the fight was crazy. The fight was good. But beforehand, Kimbosa didn't make weight. How would y'all feel about that? But that's all that art of war, baby. Deception. That deception, man. <laughs> yeah. He, he probably just said this. He probably told himself he was on weight before. But I thought you know that, man. Who that says something like that, bro? Man said deception. I've never even seen those two sword emoji before. <laughs> when he tweeted that tweet, bro, I was like, where the fuck you find that emoji, bro? Camposa really was worried about everything else except for Haney's jab. That shit <laughs> me, bro. bro that, that boy had Dame Lillard in the motherfucking... Um, Locker room shaking his head like, what the fuck? Undisputed, you ain't come on weight, nigga. That boy had fucking Lillard fly out to Australia. You know Lillard's mad as fuck, bro. That's crazy. But, I mean, for on the Cambosa side, like, this is, this was the best thing you could have, not like the loss, but like the the, the fight setup was the best you could have asked for. It was in your backyard. Whole, uh, Bill Haney couldn't come until I made a few calls to let my boy Bill in the country, but and that uh, that boy Ben Davis couldn't make it to the country. So like everything was in his favor for him. I wouldn't say to win the fight, but like if the, if you were going to win the fight, like this was the one because like now it's going to be Haney's choice wherever they go. Like and that boy Haney's going to be the truth for the next. It's so crazy because he's 23 and Stevenson, I think, is 23. And, like, them boys are both going to be holding on to these belts, I think, for quite I some think, time. I think, I think it's cool. I respect it to the fullest because he earned that because he went from the email champion to the undisputed champion. Fuck y'all. So it's beautiful. But it's very – it's the business behind this was very interesting because – because you can see what Kimbosa's wanted to do in the first place. Because he always knew he put that rematch clause in there. He was firm about that rematch clause. And immediately at the press conference, he said, Yeah, we're going to run it back. Like he, so he wanted to fight Lomachenko first. So Lomachenko, former pound for pound king, that's, that's going to sell out pay per views. And think about doing that in Australia, in your backyard. You're going to get that bread. You're going to be the champ. You were champ for 189 days. So you want, and then you got to test it, and then you can use the excuse. You can say, oh, at least I didn't take an easy fight. I wanted to fight the best. So then you would have got a rematch, and now you would have got two back-to-back Lomachenko fights. Win or loss, regardless, you're going to be able to eat for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, like, and the fact that Lomachenko went back to his country to fight when his when the um commissioner or commons or whatever you call the person on whatever you call the motherfucker the motherfucker that tells people where they can and can't go that motherfucker <laughs> said gave gave Lomachenko the right to actually go back to stay in on boxing and fight he didn't have to go back to Ukraine but Lomachenko chose to go back to his felt his duty to his people and went back so like that that's very noble but when you look at the business behind this it's interesting. Because how do you think the rematch is going to go? The same way? I hope there is a rematch, honestly, man. I, 
I feel like it would be kind of pointless to have a rematch. I feel like it would be the same outcome. Haney's going to go in there and do the same as that thing. Like, it's just like, we, man, honestly, it's, it's Ken Bosa's end of an era, man, for him, man. Like, you might see him in a couple decent fights here and there, but you won't hear too much from him. And especially if he does reenact the rematch clause, and if it goes like how I am picture the rematch going, which is same as this fight, and it's gonna be one sided. Like he ain't gonna look good, and his like he's just gonna fall off the, that that ladder of like wanting to get this guy a fight. Because like Tiafimo lost his belt, but like people want to see him back in the ring. Like we're waiting patiently to see him back in the ring. Did he deny his rematch because because Daz hold him? Yeah, and then he want yeah, and then he just like moved up and just said fuck the weight class, boys. I'm out of there. Yeah, because they originally they were gonna move up after the Lobachenko fight. They weren't even gonna fight Kambosis, but they thought he was a just a little stupid little mandatory defense, you know, something to put on your resume. Yeah, they thought he was just gonna be a regular mandatory. They're gonna take this mandatory and move on. No, dude had a little all outside the ring issues. Fucking. Man, I know he's sick, man. Teofimo got to be sick because he, he, Devin Haney made that shit look like easy work. And I bet if Teofimo fought Kimbosis again, it would be different. I feel like him, uh, Teofimo was on his worst game possible and he, Kimbosis was lucky that night. But that shit's crazy, bro. But I this, know. this fight was the biggest of the fights, but I don't think it was the best of the fights that happened. No, not even, not even slightly. It was just one-sided. Haney was just done. And it was it got to the point where you knew the judges couldn't take it from him. Like, did I come those late rounds? In my opinion, at least, I was like, if, like, I haven't seen the crazy judges in boxing that, like, completely rob somebody blind. I'm, I'm pretty sure it happens because I know that's the biggest complaint in boxing. Yeah. But – if I was to see Cambosa's hand raise at the end of that fight, I really would have been like, bro, there's just no way. Because everyone – my grandmother could have watched that fight and told you who won that fight easily. Yeah, that's just – a lot of people are complaining of the slow pace. But, I mean, at the end of the day, that's not Devin Haney's game. He's not, he's not going to be the power puncher. He's not going to go and get guys out of there quick. Or, you know, he's not going to lay it on them. Box smart, yeah. People hate it, but at the end of the day, you can't beat it. So, yep. all those naysayers can speak as loud as you want, but this kid's 23 and the undisputed champion and probably one of the deepest divisions that I've always hear about in boxing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and he, he's going to be a future 147 right there in the welterweights with uh, Boots and all of them boys in the future. So, He'll he's going to be gonna... again. Uh, then we had a – what about that boy, uh, Fulton Jr.? You just said Boots. I, as soon as you said Boots, I thought of Philly. And then that boy, Fulton Jr., put on for Philly. Uh-oh, is Fulton the best fighter out of Philly? Nah, that's fine. He's not the best. But right now, man, he's making some noise, bro. Bryce has the hand speed. Like, Bryce has – she just can throw so many punches in, so, in, in a very small area and a very, very accurate rate is scary. Like I was watching his training videos, watching bro in the mitts, and he's just looking like, damn, like this is this motherfucker get attacked by lightning? Has he been electrocuted? Like he looks like somebody you just plug in and he just goes. 
Oh yeah, no, nah, he's so afforded, but I'm he, I might have to throw him on that list of best switch fighters in the game, man, because I didn't know he was that smooth, was boxing from the left, boxing from the right side, and like boxing he's just the like, outside the inside. Yeah, like bro, I was just like, wow, man. Like most people thought that was gonna be a brawl, and I wasn't able to watch it live. I watched the the replay, but most people was good, thought it was going to be like a brawl or like, you know, like a little war. And Fulton was able to just keep his ass at bay and just kind of do what he want almost. And he just, he, he worked his game plan perfect, man. And just to see him box from both sides, I was like, damn. You, I thought you got to put him on the top 10 at least, like right down there in the 9, 10, 8 range. He basically said, fuck the top 10, bro. He said, no, there ain't 10 people better than him. Fuck them. Like, fuck that 10. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Who's in his weight class? Because he has two of the belts. Who has the other? The other two. And he called him out at the end of this fight, bro. Uh, MJ Akhmadalif, or he beat Danny Roman, who Fulton just beat, but he beat Danny Roman also um, in a 12-rounder to take both of Roman's belts. And this was back in 2019, I think. And, like, Fulton, like I said, 2020, he didn't have – or 2021, he didn't have any belts. And now he's has both of them. And it's like this fight has kind of been, like, approaching. Like, it's the only fight left for these boys. Wait, so you're telling me that the person that he just made it look like easy work, Beat his ass. The former champ. So unified, yeah, former unified champ. Wow. I thought he was, like, a mandatory that he was fighting. Like, No, nah, that was a good Because yeah, Ramon wasn't no slouch. He was nice with it. You can tell he had skill. Let me see. I but, know MJ has a fight. Yeah, he fights Ronnie Rios on uh, June 25th, so it's coming up. And then yeah. after. After that fight, uh, I'm pretty sure Fulton versus him is gonna for undisputed has to be made. Fulton already called him out. They got for undisputed, but I was also thinking anyway is only at 118. He's just four pounds away. They could fight, man. Fulton versus anyway, that would be crazy, bro. Bro, that's crazy to be like, how old are they? And they weigh that much. Like, that's a crazy like weight limit to make. But like, Fulton's just a small, speedy mode. Right. His arms are so long for 122, which is so crazy. Like, he, uh, like, not like some John Jones type reach, but he's just like, yeah, he he's just built. That would be interesting if anywhere can go up to 122. That would be cool. I, I doubt Fulton will go down. It would have to be anywhere to come up. That would be pretty interesting. I mean, I, there's not that much, you know, there's not a deep talent pool at 122 or even 118. Like, he could fight and get the undisputed, but once, like, after that, there's not much really. Hey, honestly, there. I think he could go up, though, because what's the next weight class, 126? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. And there's guys there, though. There's, um, now there's a couple guys that he could get at that weight. Josh Warrington. This is a Shakur's at oh, yeah. 130. Oh, yeah, and Shakur's probably gonna be moving up to 135 soon. He won. He won a belt at 126. He won. He got a belt at 26 and at 30. Uh, Yo, it's- I almost forgot though. I mean, this, this all these fights were nice, but that boy Joe Cordina, I think I said oh. his name right. Oh yeah. Speaking of Shakur Stevenson, that might be his next opponent right there. 
But Joe Cordina took the head off of like uh Ogawa. Took the fucking life out of him. I thought it was like some later round. It was the second round when he did that. And that was for the belt. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Ogawa was the champ. Like he was defending his shit against Cordina. Yeah, I think that was his first world title. I could be wrong though, but if that's his first world title, bro. Imagine the height after. <laughs> Steven, uh, Shakur Stevenson, like you said, he shouted him out and called him out. He shouted him out and also said, like, hey, there's no all that the smoke over here. Anybody can get it type. And I bet Shakur honestly was happy to see a performance like that. But then Shakur got eight in the comments because when he shouted him out, he said, this is the best boxer out of England right now. No cap. Homeboy's from Wales. If you know anything about Wales and England, is like they don't really fuck with one another. <laughs> so yeah. they was coming in hot on his ass. And he even apologized. He, he did have to say. But he was also like, bro, my ass ain't fucking looking at no geography maps. Like, <laughs> Hey, that's funny as fuck. I didn't even know that for real, bro. That's funny. It was during that whole time. Because his ass was on Twitter fucking all night during the Shakur, fight. Bro, Shakur stay on Twitter, bro. He he stay on there. That nigga funny. So how's that fight gonna go? Shakur is just different. Shakur, like he's just the like he'll make he'll make what Haney did to Cambosa, in my opinion. Just like he won't get past that jab and won't even like be able to apply his game. Facts, bro. I, I, Devin Haney and Shakur are on like a similar boat. Like they can they just got such a masterful boxing skill set. Where, like, they're going to give everybody problems just because of their IQ, the way they can manipulate, like, oh, they can, you know, when they need to win rounds, they can win their rounds. And they just, their IQ is different, bro. I think that's what sets them two apart. They homeboys, too, because uh, whenever right. Haney won, uh, he, they go he back. posted the, yeah, a picture from, I think, the amateurs, and they both had won their belt, just smiling and cheesing together. That shit, bro, all these guys all came up together. That's just what that's what's crazy. Like all Javante, uh Teofimo, Ryan Garcia, Shakur, Keyshawn Davis, Devin Hay, all of them like were in the amateurs together. That shit's crazy. Well, how do you feel about those fucking national championships were probably crazy lit? Hell yeah, bro. That shit was they probably were all fighting each other. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they have all fought each other in the in amateurs at least once or twice. That's probably why Ryan be ducky so heavy. He's like, bro, I don't want to do this shit again. How? I think. Oh, I was just gonna ask you, Mark. How do you feel about the next great uh, boxing? Uh, uh, the next great boxer to come into boxing, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. That boy said he's out of UFC and he's in the boxing world now. Oh, the nigga that played for the Panthers. Yeah, another yeah. This is right. Yeah, this is yeah. This we is Marcus Homeboy. I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. I mean, he might have some pop, but he looks like he's gonna be stiff. He, he might have all that wrestling shit, bro. Fuck all that ground shit. Let me throw these hands. Hey, fuck all that kicking shit. Bro. That boy just want to knock people out. That's all. Y'all remember his last fight? He was going against guys like thirty pounds smaller than him. He kept like, nah, bro, bitch, we, get, get back yeah, on the floor. We, we <laughs> Like, that shit was horrible, bro. I, that shit ain't even been on the fucking main event card or like the main card, bro. That shit yeah, that, now he's main event in boxing, bro. He's gonna the boxing savior. That boy, hey, that boy that shit better be celebrity boxing. 
he come main evented the, the next um, Jake Paul fight. Nah, but for real, Adrian Broner's back, baby. Hey, that's crazy, man. Fuck it. If he could get back on his roots, I don't think. <laughs> he's he's never Omar. Gonna... Omar Figueroa. Uh, well, he, I, Omar's like, you know, everyone's 29 and one or something, you know. He yeah. got a little record on him. Just I, I don't even care who he fights. As long as he could just maybe show that he's serious again, that would be interesting. You think Adrian Broner knocking his ass out? I don't know. Oh, actually, they, no, that's not the same word. Wait, cause, nah, fuck. No, not no knockout. Wait. Not no knockout, but like I like him to I like him to he's gonna he's probably gonna get the he's probably gonna get the win though for sure. I, I think they did some smart business, got him a good tune-up fight so that way he could set up they set him up and this jit got like a weak ass chin and they know it and maybe <laughs> do get a knockout to make a splash, but I doubt it. But hey man, that's what's it called? Not um that's Al Heyman, Al Heyman and the boys of Showtime. Yeah, Al Heyman be fucking with yeah. AB. Yeah, Al Heyman might have to have a bad boy, so you know Al Heyman like the way he talks. Hey, boy, that boy can't talk his that. He'll sell that fight. He could probably fight. He could fight Ryan Garcia after he loses the tank. Fuck Ryan Garcia. Brett, do you see? I was watching. Oh, yeah, I had to. I'm not apologizing, but I do got to correct something. Roley had to leave the ring because of the doctor. The doctor. <coughs> So like he didn't just dip. He didn't just dip because he was scared, but he did deny getting um talked to in the press conference. He was completely silent in his locker room. And then that's when they started talking shit at the stage, at the podium. Man, when when Tank approached his ass on that, I would have ran out the ring too, my guy. I do apologize. The demon was coming. That boy looked like a gremlin jumping around that ring, bro. That shit looked funny. That video has me laughing every time I see it, bro. <laughs> that boy was on some other shit. Eat that. <laughs> he was on like some real Amazon, like caught him in the jungle type. That, but that, that was the moment I was talking about, like where he ran up on him in the ring and the, his coach grabbed him. That shit had me laughing, bro. I'm glad someone clipped it. Oh, um, so, um, when we're talking about all the greats, what I was saying, Ryan Garcia has some. He has think it's a different breed for pulling up to that fight. And, and talking shit and ban on Rolly. Nah, Ryan Garcia, bro, nerd to be tweeting, like calling out fighters on Twitter. But then when he had his fight at his post fight interview and shit, when he wanted, they like, who you want to call out? He said, nah, I don't want to call out no one. Like he just bro, he's just he's scary, bro. I don't I don't understand him. He don't call out no one in his interview, but then he on Twitter talking about calling out all these fighters and who he wants to fight next. And he literally said, I'm gonna handle this and then I put out a fight tank. But LB, and you know Leonard LB don't lie. Pull said, up his last fight post interview, like you know, when they're in the ring. Well, go watch that, bro. And, like, he doesn't want to call out no one. He just sounds scary as fuck. Like, that shit doesn't make sense. But then he go on Twitter and be calling out fighters. He's weak. That's interesting. But that was that's trend. This, the text was sharp, though. Text was sharp. But he has some nerve. I was like, wow, that takes a lot of balls. Because he's supposed to be in that ring. And you all, you know, we all want you in that ring. Because we feel like that would be a great fight. Yeah, How do y'all? That- 
he's the bottom of the barrel when it comes to them 135s. How do you yeah. feel about your boy Marcus uh Sanders Zayas? Not able to fight, crying on like I'm not saying <laughs> crying, but <laughs> I'm just gonna say how it was, take it how you see it, but he was crying, he was just sad, he ain't gonna be able to fight, and uh it's, it's a little funny though. it's a little funny because he was boohooing, but I mean that just shows what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? He hurt Xander Zayas got hurt, so he can't fight. And uh, as Marcus just said, Marcus's words, he was boohooing. <laughs> When did he find out he was hurt? I, I think it was just in in his, in his uh training camp. So like he had to take like a week or like he had to take some time off. So like his camp probably just said, nah, let's just pull from the fight. But he's been fighting, bro. He fights so consistent, like he stays active. So I mean, fuck it, bro. Cause he's gonna just fight again in like another couple months or whatever. He's gonna still get a couple more fights in before the end of the year, but the video is kind of funny, man. Dude's like, right? but that just shows the love he got for the sport, and that shit probably do suck, but. Shows his heart. Another great. He's on the same uh, pedestal as Shakur Stevenson and Haney and all them boys. He's just a little younger. But that doesn't mean Berlanga better put on a show, boy. All them lights are on him now because, that boy, he, he was pathetic in that last fight, so. You better put on a show. That's all I'm saying, bro. There ain't no more Sanders Zayas to uh to help uh you know side yeah. the crowd. Longer, he probably fucking was pissed off. Like, damn, I gotta carry this shit by myself, man. Then um damn, there was something else too. What was it? One second. It was him not being able to fight. Oh, and uh he's not the only one that can't fight. This is actually just recently. Um Charlo, uh, his fight that was coming up in the next week or two just got postponed because of a back injury against uh, Matthew Sulecki. I hope they just canceled that fight, bro. They called it a stay busy title fight. I have never seen something like, and it was a, a, a reporter for like, I was like, wow, like I never heard that guy's name. And then when they said stay busy title fight, when they put it in those parameters, I was like, damn, that kind of tells me all I need to know. Nah, bro. I, I've been, I keep seeing people on his ass about that shit. Like, cause there was, I forgot who it was. But there was a fight that he should have made. I can't think of the name right now. I'm not even going to try to say it cause I don't want to be wrong, but. Like, bro, come on. Like, there's way better competition, and especially in the division he's in, than that guy. So it's like, come on. Yeah, well, Charlo, I guess, got a back injury on his camp. Um, so they're postponing the fight. Like you said, and like a lot of people on the community says on Twitter, is like, just postpone that. Not postpone, just cancel that fight, bro. We don't want to watch you beat the fuck out of this guy. Yeah, bro, he's he's an undefeated, like he's just gonna go in probably there and flush this dude. Like it's just gonna be a waste of time. They ain't gonna have to wait for this man, you know. I'm ducking yeah. Benavidez. Him versus Benavidez? Yeah. They won't make fight. They won't. Hey, hey stop ducking Benavidez. I'm ducking my boy Benavidez, bro. Everyone's gonna duck Benavidez until like I don't know, but I don't I maybe Caleb Plant is gonna do it, but I like Plant to get out there. But Plant moved up some of my, my uh, rankings on favorite boxer with just that tweet when he said, hey, bro, he let Haney win them belts. Art of war, deception. I thought, like, he was clowning Campos. I was just like, that was best tweet of the night, bro. 
Hey, art, art of deception, man. He funny as fuck, bro. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, so Charlo and Zayas both fights got postponed. You know what's something interesting about Haney's camp that they talked about? They said he had a nutritionist, so he said he didn't really have to cut. He didn't have to put a sauna suit at all or go hit the sauna at all during this camp. He just kept working out and kept eating healthy. And oh, they came to. And you seen how, see how good he looks. So is it? And but he's like the second fighter I've heard do that, especially like the bigger fighters at their weight, like him, Errol Spence. If this is this Canelo like the, has a nutritionist, I know. Yeah, he was talking about that for when he lost the B ball. But I um, thought fighters should have a nutritionist. Is this the new way? Because like if people, because I remember watching twenty four seven, seeing Floyd eating fucking Big Macs and shit outside of um, a yoga class and shit. So like, is this the new way of niggas figuring shit out so they can stay in their weight classes longer? Right, that and just I mean just to mainly probably with the weight movement, but. Having a nutritionist is probably the best thing you could do as a fighter. The UFC fighters should be doing the same thing too. Just to have like where you put in your the right fuel in your body and like there's certain foods you got to be eating to recover to help your body recover. A lot of people don't understand that stuff and like if you got someone professional just cooking for you, bro. Come on, man. Any world you know, all those nutritionists help you until it's dog eat dog. Then that yeah, shit don't help you, bro. Exactly. Are you talking about AB? No, I wasn't talking AB. I'm just, I'm just speaking. I'm just saying, bro. That that new that shit ain't gonna help you when it's dog eat dog. You know, so you thinking you thinking they can eat a piece of you can patty the baddie that bitch get fat as fuck as you want as long as you make the way as long you. as. I say I think nutritionists help everybody, but at the same time, if you really like that, like a Floyd, if you top of your craft, like top top, you can do that. Like like that. That's why you see the pad. Like because you do have eight to ten weeks to work it. It's not like a a football where you have to be like every week on Sunday we got to play. The only thing crucial though is like when like fighters have to go through a fat camp where like that first three weeks is just. <laughs> about shredding the weight down running start the real camp where you got you guys actually start working on stuff and that that's the only bad where like i always hear people getting on boxers when they got to go through the they call it fat camp so then they you gotta shut off that little extra couple pounds and then you start really a little chunky yeah I'm not pounds, I don't, some camps that shit don't make sense. Well, shit. Um, over on the UFC world, I ain't got. I I didn't, there ain't much to say. Only question I really got is, do you think that stoppage was early on that main event? So first, let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about what happened. Volkov versus Rosenstrike. If you weren't it there, UFC. Two, it was a great two minutes and twelve seconds. I appreciated that. Like. I was able to watch the fight and go straight to doing what I needed to do that for before the next fights. So it was cool that they threw a lot of hands and Volkan was really just way better. Like the class, the the gap in the gap in some skill was like this. So like <laughs> it wasn't much. Bro was kind of doing from the beginning. There wasn't much he could really do in that situation. But I shot him off to keep throwing in the hands. 
But how do you feel about the stoppage? Was the stoppage early? I didn't think it was early in live time just because in the moment. But when Volkov was walking up to him with that hand that's like right here, that's cocked, I was like, <laughs> oh, like he's about to land something. Like, like he's just like laser folk. As soon as he caught that chin and he just – legs gave out he fell back he just went into that that cover position i do know typically refs will say hey like do something i need you to do something or else i'm calling the fight so you kind of get that warning i'm not sure if it happened but live time soon as i saw that buckle i thought the fight was over and then he didn't like defend himself for about like seven seconds which is like like it's crucial like you it's make or break for refs so like it's like either i call it or i don't if i don't it might look bad if i call it it might look bad but i would have called it also yeah looking back at it the fight probably could have went on because Volkov, not Volkov, rosen strike did look like he recovered from like as soon as he put his arms down he looked like a different person like he like as soon as he stood up he i was like oh yeah he looks fine like he could have fought for another couple of minutes but in, in the moment, he did not look like he was fine to me. I thought it was just funny because, like, I'm watching season 21 of The Ultimate Fighter where it's um where it's um Jim versus Jim. And so one of the fights, it's this dude, Jason Jackson versus Michael Graves. And Jason Jackson is fucking dude up for a good minute and a half. Just Michael Graves is, ah, don't, don't. I'm sorry, like just sitting there getting a crap beat out of him. Everybody, even both owners said, like, damn, I'm shocked the fight didn't get stopped, but it did. So <laughs> after just bitter getting his ass whooped, he admitted maybe two minutes. It was really close to two minutes. Just just that just, just please don't hit my face. And like it was it turns out um she gets a reversal, goes back door, and then he taps him out and this and taps him out in like 30 seconds. But it was funny because I watched that, and then in the end of the season, and in the season finale, there's a fight where dude they um they're fighting, and they stop the fight. But dude, when they stopped the fight, bro was literally like had a single leg on him. So it was like, damn, that was an early stoppage. And then the next fight I see is that fight where the stoppage was early. I think it doesn't matter because I think it was it can go either or. Because I didn't think the stoppage was. I thought the stoppage was early in real time, but like. I don't think the outcome would have been any different. I still think it would have been a first-round stoppage. What about you, Mark? Did you catch the main event for the UFC? Yeah, well, if I can flip the app on, bro, that shit was going about to start. That shit ended quick as fuck, but... Accidentally blinked, and it's half the fighting shit. I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like I, you don't see a lot of those controversies, like early stoppages in UFC. Like I feel like I see them a lot in boxing. But UFC, I feel like I always feel like see the ref like I'd be like, damn, they still letting him go. Like, I don't know if I'm wrong about that, but that was like one of my first moments where I seen like where people are arguing if like the stoppage was early or not. Like I feel like how y'all see it, like that if you really look at it, I mean, yeah, the ref could have let it keep going, but it would have been the same outcome. He wasn't gonna able to bounce back really, but it was so split that I retweeted out a poll at uh, Totally Unscored yeah. Blitz. 105 votes, 50-50, right on That's the head. Crazy. That's crazy. It's, probably, it's honestly just one of those, like, personal opinions, really. But if you really break the fight down, like, the action, 
you could have like it, it should have been stopped because I mean he's not really gonna do nothing right in that moment. He wasn't showing nothing at least. Well, Volkov after after getting the dub, it did, like no matter what, you can't go back and change it. So like he got the dub, they're gonna treat it like he got the dub. So he's gonna go on. They brought up, hey, do you want to fight Derek Lewis again? He's uh he said nah. He's already fought Derek Lewis, but he said nah. He rather fight Sarah Gone. Who he's already fought before, and Sarah Gunn just kind of wiped the floor with him on the stand-up game, so it was kind of shocking he even called him out. He's trying to get his get back. I think he said, "Okay, you just he got an early stop. He's now he feeling himself. He's like, yeah, I I can stand up too now. Fuck you." That boy trying to spin the block (laughs) for real. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, bro, you might you be old Volkov, new Volkov ain't like that. New New Volkov, new Volkov, dangerous." Yeah, <laughs> and if he gets that dub, like if he really goes and beats him, that would really shake up the heavyweights. Because then, then we have a situation where he beats Gone, and Gone beats everyone in the division. But then I Aspinall has beat him, so that it's just like, where are you ranking everybody at this point? Because he's already, like I said, he's. A, always been top five ever since i watched the ufc uh he's always been a top five heavyweight but never never higher never lower just that dude and like, nobody's beating nugani besides well, he hasn't re-signed with the theory. ufc he's just been kind of holding the belt he's not that boy is done with the ufc yeah. forever. we don't know what's up with that because if he's really done for real for real then like Someone should be fine for the heavyweight belt, but like he's been kind of—I won't say stalling because it, he's on like a whole fuck Dana White. They're trying to hold me uh, campaign and like he's gonna Dana have White's no on... choice. There's no way they're gonna give him the money that he wants. Yeah, that's why he's been talking about boxing because his contract's coming out. But it is kind of fucked up because they did give fucking guys like Jorge Masvidal. But I mean, he is a pay per view job, but. You got you giving guys like uh the style bandit, like they gave them big contracts. So, I mean, they just know how to put boots and seats with it. I want to say Nugano asked for something along the lines of like it's either two numbers, either a half a million a per fight, which Dana White wasn't going for, or it was a quarter of a million per fight. But he, I can't remember which number it was, but both – I didn't know Dana White wasn't going for the number that he was requesting because he was Where, just like – you were asking for I thought his last no fight he got – I thought his last fight he got like 600000 That's probably with the pay-per-view buys because they get the percentages off the pay-per-view. Oh, uh, so you're saying 500000 I could be wrong. Pay-per-view. It might have been uh, It might have been $2 million or some big-ass number. He, he got to be trying to ask for it. He man. was just he asking for be. some crazy-ass number. I don't know what's the number, but I just remember some crazy number. And Dana he White should be asking shot for that at least a couple million, bro. In and reality, it should be a couple mil. That was like, I want to say almost like probably a year ago by now. Maybe like ten months ago, I can't remember his last real fight. Because it's been a minute because he's hurt. Yeah, so. His last UFC fight. I remember, I remember watching his last fight. I remember watching this. It was crazy, but um, he's injured right now technically, so he had to get surgery. He's doing like a a Whitaker right now. So they, I feel like they should throw an interim belt out there. No, nah, and that's probably what they will do, but. I don't know if he'll take the fight because in the, the day he has to like sign the contract for the fight. So I think he's on this whole because it's not him. When I say him, Nagano, it's Nagano's team. It's the people that are 
doing all the paperwork and stuff. Like they're they're throwing out the numbers they want because they feel like their star is worth so much. But you know, Dana White, fighter pay, blase, blase. It, it, like we could really go in for like forty Hit minutes my dog, on that one Jake concept, Paul, but like. Man. Hit my boy Jake Paul. And they had people like Jake Paul that would be in those like Nogano team here. Cause I know I've seen pictures of them together. Like I know there's like times where they like like big fight moments and shit. So like you never know who's talking in whose ear. Because I everyone remembers um Fedor Emilienko, the greatest heavyweight of all time, considerably never fought in UFC just because he his his team thought he was worth way more. And wanted like stuff from Dana and Dana, Dana ain't going for that boy. <laughs> Dana, Dana rules with that iron fist, and he keeps motherfuckers in line. That shit <laughs> sucks though when you when you looking at like guys like Tyson Fury getting like almost fifty mil and shit. So I mean, I I see when where he <laughs> where he's like, man, fuck Dana White. But I get it also from Dana White's perspective because he does have to pay everybody in that company and like. But I mean, he do he pays the fucking employees more. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, just I, be straight up with you, like, go fight a Bellator. Yeah, be like, hey, bro, <laughs> that, that's what you want to do. <laughs> Look at that hella fucking talent. Dude. But you have like so many fights on your contract, so until you finish that, you ain't going nowhere. And that's exactly oh, how Dan be doing business. But he's a Vince McMahon in that motherfucker. Once you put those names on that dotted line. Hey man, he's suited up. That's why he. That's why he's at where he's at. Though can't complain. But yeah, no, that. But that's what like Nagano. But uh, yeah, Volk, and then uh, the first fight. I don't know how long you were watching it, Kev. But you, t- uh, we were in the chat at the same time talking about the Lucas Almeida fight. Oh yeah, that's right before the co-main. Yeah, bro, Marcus, you met them boys are boxing like just ducking. Hey, <laughs> I might to go back in the app and run it back then. I have the app where I could go watch the undercard again. Bro, I'll send you the clip that I tweeted of like the TKO. He literally is like in the pocket throwing, and then like Bob Weave throw another one, knocks, and then drops him. And then you know, oh, I think I did see the clip that you sent. I was like, Ooh, like I don't, and that was his first uh, UFC fight. You, and that's a way, like, uh, that's definitely a way to make a splash on your debut. All right, so that's how you do it. Let's see. Uh, well, other than that, we have one fight that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, anyway, versus um, Donaire. Donaire. Yeah, I didn't want to mess up his name because. I definitely wasn't gonna say Donaire, <laughs> but uh, that's happening at like five o'clock in the morning, seven six o'clock in the morning type. I think us. I think his projected walk time is gonna be eight though. Well, you know it's crazy. I clock in at work that at that time. I'm gonna have to literally be on my phone while clocking in because I'm gonna have to watch that one. I'm definitely sending an alarm. This is a rematch. The fight of the year, 2019, was their first fight. And then the Donaire went out, got two dubs, and now he's back. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I was I was gonna be up. I was gonna be like up and while like doing my homework type shit. Oh, I might actually like really get up and watch this one then. Hold nah, on. it, it it should be worth it. I mean, I don't know if it'll repeat the first fight because Donaire he is an older fighter. He's more of a thirty-nine, I think now. Yeah, he's a legend though. He's definitely a legend at that weight class and stuff. But especially for the smaller fighters. 
But, I mean, he is an older fighter. He fucked up Inouye's face. So, I mean, I feel like Inouye's going to try to get his get back, man, and try to maybe go for a knockout, maybe try to put him out and, you know, silence all that talk because he's still a top three pound-for-pound fighter. Yeah, I'm riding Inouye train just because of how high people keep putting him and just the highlights I've seen of this little, like, a buck 25 motherfucker who just be putting people's lights out. The way he he can work his combination and then have that same power in each hand and hit you with combinations, but nah, bro, he 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 is different. I was sleep because I'm usually you know you know most people are gonna look at those little weight classes and be like, man, fuck that. But when you really watch this guy's fight, bro, like that is that shit is fucking fun to watch. Nah, this is gonna be fire. I'm actually gonna tune into this one now. I'm I'm fighting. But hey, no cap, we're about to get out of here though. But like for that dev for that you for the um Devin Haney convosis, was it me or was that build up just nice? Like I had chills waiting for that shit to come through. You talking about on the fight night or like the promos they're cutting on prior? The fight, on the fight night when they're in the locker room getting ready, even like when they call each other's name, Devin Haney told us. Like, I was in that bitch like, God damn, these boys know how to sell a fight. See, I couldn't yeah. find a stream to work and tell the motherfuckers were in the ring, so I, I can't even speak on that. That shit was too lit, man. I had that bitch giving me chills. I was like, if this is what this fight feel like, I can't wait for Spencer Crawford. Oh, nah, brother. Spencer Crawford fight's, like, gonna be a whole another fucking level, bro. The walkout, the lead-up to that, that's gonna be like and then the following month it will be triple g and canelo that one's gonna i think that's gonna be a bigger fight than like the wilder and fury like that one had a lot of build up from when they're about to walk out walk to the ring man crawford and spence bro people are gonna be glued to the tvs for that one I'm not gonna lie, I I have been spoiled. I will say that this is my first year watching boxing. Bro, this is, might be is one the... of the best years in boxing history, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, I don't. Maybe Dana White put that pressure on boxing, made him made him make all these super fights, bro. Hey, no cap, man. Bo- boxing might be outweighing UFC so far, 2022. Mm-hmm. I might co-sign it until I see this pay-per-view this up week coming. Yeah, like so, I mean you. UFC still got a hell of months. There's still six more months or whatever, but boxing, bro, I haven't seen a year like this in a long time to see young prospects like that. We've been waiting to shine. They're doing what they're doing. All these unification bouts, everyone going for the four belts, people fighting undisputed, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is Jumping just weight classes to fight other champs. Pound for, pound for pound, let's keep changing. Everyone's arguing who's pound for pound. Who's top five? Who's top ten, man? Every week is different. Every month, hey, bro, we about to get Usyk versus Joshua, too. Then you're going to get Canelo, Triple G, three. And then you're going to get Errol Spence Crawford, bro. That is insane to even hear out loud, bro. Like, come on. All in one year. With all the cards we already had, Canelo Bivol with a huge Canelo upset. Spence Ugas for the unification. Fucking, um... Shakur Stevens. Yeah, man. Oh, Charlo versus Castaño for unification. Even the women boxing. Fight of the years. Uh, Taylor. Toronto and Taylor. Fedora and fucking 
fucking hammer, lubing. Well, cheers to cheers to that, and cheers to boxing, bro. Because this podcast has been hella lit as we've been hitting them all. And stay tuned because we're gonna continue to hit them all. Kev, take the big tote. I've got my big shot poured up. My big shot. So this has been a totally blitzed podcast fight club. Kev's yeah. long broke. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to get a new bar, homies. But hey, man, fuck what you heard. Yeah. Got a problem with being problem with.